listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's just absolutely maddening. The Knicks are done for the evening. Time for the ride home. Wally's mad at me because I'm getting on the Grand Central when he's not reading the signs that say that there are two lanes closed by the Clearview. Oh, okay. Why didn't you take the Grand Central? You know, if you just let me finish. See, Larry, I told you he was in a bad mood. You're driving home with Alan and Wally. Hi, Larry. On ESPN New York tonight. Fresh off another outstanding appearance on the MSG postgame and 150, he is Alan Hahn. Hello, Alan. Hey, Santa, can you bring me a brand new team? So, Alan, let's talk about the Jets yesterday. Sam Donald looked pretty good, didn't he? No, actually, I don't think he looked that good. I thought Greg Williams looked great. I thought oh, no, Greg Williams looked very fantastic. good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as far as, um, you know, it's, I don't. you tell me, do you think Sam sees the whole field yet? Um, I think there are there are times when he does see the whole field. I think that for some reason, they, my biggest problem with them is they don't they take away what teams do better than the teams do. You know what I mean? Well, In other words, yeah. If, if, when they go up tempo, they will stop doing up tempo before teams adjust to them being up tempo. As an example, good point. You're right. They'll slow they, down. They make just, the adjustments like, better than the defenses do. Just like Marty Lyons points out how many times there's a receiver open that he doesn't see. Like yes. always like, like anytime there's a, a, a play that didn't work, or even if there's a, a play that like fell short of the first down, like doesn't get enough yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always noticed that Marty will say, like, you know, he missed so and so, you know, over here. And and I, that's that's a, you know, like a young quarterback, it's a new system for him now. It's a second coach, obviously, so second system. He had this you know, missed a lot of time early on. But that's the one thing. Like when I watched it, and you know, like I said today on my show, I'm 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 one of the sergeants in Darnold's army. I mean, you know, I, yes. I'm I'm always going to take up for the guy. So it's not yep. like I, I I don't like him. But you know, as you watch and you just continue to assess, it's one of those things. I just wonder, like, is he is he all the way there yet? And, no. and I don't know if he's got full command of the offense. And so you know, there's going to be games where he's going to be okay. I don't think he was great by any stretch, you know, but they won the game. That mm-hmm. was That's what matters. And as hollow as it might be because the Bills aren't playing for anything, to get a seventh win and finish 7-9 seven, seven and nine would be kind of bittersweet, right? Because, Larry, yeah. think about it. 7-9 and nine doesn't sound like a terrible season considering the fact you started off 1-7. Yeah. But then you'll say that Bengals game, that Dolphins game, yes. now, you're, what are you, now instead of being 7-9, what are you? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're in the conversation is what you are. You're in the conversation of this being a meaningful, meaningful game on Sunday. That's what it is. But but honestly, it's better that it's this way because you're not close enough to being where you think you would be if you won those two games. Let me ask you this: yes. well, whose offense is more advanced? Is the Giants' offense ahead of the Jets' offense? The Giants' off. Well, it, I'll answer it this way: in the first half, the Giants' offense is ahead of the Jets' offense. Because that's when Saquon Barkley gets the ball. In the second half, Saquon Barkley doesn't get the ball. <laughs> so, so then they're about, so then yeah. in the second half, the Jet offense is ahead. 
Yeah. Well, I, the Giants need to find themselves a Greg Williams because their yes, defense they do. is really their biggest issue. It's they awful. got so much going on on the offensive side, I think. I think they're pretty – they're going to be interesting to watch what they, they do are. this offseason. Yeah, what they do this offseason. You know, one right. more week for New York football, and then we got to reset into a new decade. That's it. That's it. Hope better days are here. Yeah. Alan, I saw tonight one of the things that I think you've been asking for. I saw it in the face of R.J. Barrett in the post game. I saw it in the face of Julius Randle and what he had to say, which we played before you joined us. Uh, yep. These were two of the players. They were not happy with the way this team played tonight. And, Alan, it's about time. Well, I mean, I feel like it was good to get a little bit of frustration from players instead of droning on about things or giving you platitudes. I felt like Julius Randle was trying to call out some of the team about how the, you know their lack of preparation for this game, or maybe just not the right focus. You know, we're on the holidays. Maybe some guys are thinking about other things and not about a game tonight. And that that can happen when you have an immature team. That can happen when you don't have real leadership or a standard setter. And I think Julius was trying to say that, like you you played the quote since the shoot around. Since, you know, starting at the shoot-around, we just didn't have the right mindset. R.J. Barrett said the same exact thing as well. We didn't have the right mindset. It started in the shoot-around. And that's a major concern for me. You know, even the coach said, you know, that, that uh, the, the team didn't have urgency throughout the game. It was only in pockets of the game that urgency showed. This was a game the bench could have won for you, should have won for you. But a hungrier team showed up on the floor and that, that just, again, that just speaks volumes to me about your personnel. And you made a coaching change, and you want to say that the coach was, was part of the problem. That's fine. But as I said when they fired David Fisdale, that this was not – this guy was not acting alone. There was There's other people uh, that are responsible for this team being where it is. Mm-hmm. And so this is not the work of one person. And I think it's evident – not just in how you lost it. In, you know, in Miami, you lost to a backcourt that was not drafted. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, wow. The backcourt, both players were undrafted players. So you lost that game and you got embarrassed. That team plays harder, does everything more efficiently, does everything with discipline, and then you lose to a Bucks team that's just better. You know, they're, they're just better than you. That's fine, but a complete non-compete. Just non-compete. And then you have a winnable game that you should be hungry saying to yourself, man, let's get this dub. Like, we got this team. They got four G-leaguers in the roster. A guy has signed a 10-day. Who signs a 10-day in December, Larry? You're so right. <laughs> that's all sitting there, and instead of saying we're going to take this, you've got guys that came off the bench in this game that gave away a lead that your starters built for you with a game that looked like it was going to be a complete laugher. Suddenly, you're getting laughed at. Mm-hmm. So. That's a, that becomes now more of just a coaching issue. That's now a personnel issue, and I personally feel that's something that you need to either address immediately with, you know, with moves or you start saying, all right, you're not going to play hard and you're going to put us through a night like this, then we're kind of done with you. You know, I honestly think sometimes you just got to find guys who are going to compete and play them, and the guys who aren't showing up to compete, you know, you let them know, we're done with you. Alan, we've talked about it, and we've talked about it, and we've talked about it. This point guard situation continues to be a problem. I mean, three point guards tonight scored 10 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Dennis the, did not look. Dennis, well, Dennis played seven minutes. He was minus 13. So, right. 
I mean, I don't, you know, there's your issue. Come off the bench. Come up. First guard off the bench. There's you got the score. There's your opportunity. Well, never mind. Got to score. Can you try to just keep somebody from scoring on you? Yeah. Yeah. Just yep. Play some defense instead of every time there's a screen. Act like I just ran into a brick wall and I can't get around this wall now. So whatever happens on the other side of this wall, that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry. That's got. Like that's got to stop. So you had an opportunity. They they basically said, here, take Frank's minutes, see what you can do. And he did nothing. So, Gave okay, him back to Frank. <laughs> there's another guy now. So, and then you go back to Frank, and Frank is this guy named Troy Brown, who's a rookie, who essentially is like, this guy's supposed to be a defender. I'm scoring at will on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, all right, so, so that's what you're supposed to bring, and you're not bringing it. I thought Alfred Payton was fine. He just does no, 12 assists. Does, yeah. You know? yeah, 12 assists uh, you know, but he doesn't. Right, he's not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Man, just, he, you know, so he's got the chance to tie the game, and it's the last guy you want shooting a three is Alfred Payton. Really? But I'm not going to complain because he is who he is. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, this guy, the guys that came in off the bench, Bobby Portis got his butt kicked by a guy named Pasanics. I don't even say his name. I know. He's got he's got seven consonants, and and the, the the symbol for boron is his last name. And yet, you know, he went in and he just he I mean, he kicked Bobby Portis's butt. He and did. so that that's the stuff that can't happen. It does, and that's why you are what your record is. So this is either going to – it's never going to – like, here's the thing. The message is this. It's 30 games in now. The, this is not changing nope. at all. This is what they are. This is no longer just make an adjustment, got to do this. No, this is who they are. From the, for the rest of the season, if no changes are made, you should not expect anything different right now. They have let you know what their identity is with a game like this. So we're looking at two more wins than last year. Pace right now, yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. There would be 19 wins. So that's a problem. Yeah, it's definitely a problem. That's not yeah. good for anyone, right? And your and your hands you will be feel around. Like that's not good for your hands will be around Wally's neck by by All Star break. For my own. <laughs> No, but it's it's this is it's you know I mean we laugh to keep from crying but that's right you know this, this is this is a frustrating point it is and it's 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 like it, it's all you can say to yourself is if there are no changes you can't expect anything to change right that's right so that's right. this is who they are now you now you've got to figure out do they try to fix it in season or is this going to be left up to someone else to fix in the off season. That's the next thing that I'm curious to see how that's answered. It is. And uh, you will begin to discuss that tomorrow afternoon at 1. Is that correct? Yes, sir. 1 to Among 3, Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, I was trying to avoid talking, Nick, so I'm not, not sure that'll be – that might be unavoidable tomorrow, but there certainly is a lot going on in the world of sports, thankfully, to it keep really distracted, is. Including, including what Green Bay did tonight, by the way, in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, and the questions about Kirk Cousins continue. That's interesting. Yeah, and listen, uh, we we jump on the Jets about a lot of moves they didn't make. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins helped them out <laughs> by goodness. not coming thank here. Thank God for Kirk, Kirk Cousins' <laughs> wife. Thank God for her and that decision <laughs> that she made. Right? Like yes. we, like honestly though, him him not taking that money. It does did change a lot of things. Now the the, the Vikings have won more than the Jets have. Yes, sure. but the Jets, you feel like I am curious to see what Joe Douglas is going to do. But so it's, am I. Larry, I got to be honest. 
this offseason for both New York teams is going to be very, very interesting on several levels. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, it really, yeah. this is a big offseason for both teams. It's huge. And normally yeah. the turnover, 35 to 40% for these teams, it could be as high as 50% for both teams each. Easily. 50% yeah, easily. easily. Well, the Jet offensive line, is there one keeper? No. No. All right, so that's going to be your wholesale in that. And I actually think the Giants have more skill on their offense. I than agree. The Jets. the Jets don't have a lot of skill. So nope. they've got to find some skill. And they might give up Le'Veon Bell, which means you're losing skill. Exactly. So that's a lot. Now, again, their defense just has to get healthy, in my opinion, and see if they can find an edge rusher somewhere. But, you know, that the defense is, is not your bigger issue. Getting skill is your issue. Yeah, it you is. Know, and obviously keeping Sam healthy and making sure that he has a full off season where he can understand and totally digest the system and the offense that Adam Gates wants to run so that when he's out there, he is seeing the whole field, that, that he knows what is supposed to happen, that there is execution. You know, I said, Like I said, at times I just don't know if he's 100%. And Daniel Jones uses his legs a lot more than Sam does. Yes. That's maybe why Daniel gets a, away with a little bit more that, that Sam can't. So there's exactly. a lot that has to get done. But, man, I'm telling you, for both teams, considering what the Giants are going to do with their coaching, what, what the Jets are going to do with some of the moves they're going to make, it's you know it, it's really going to be an interesting offseason for the NFL. It definitely is. Han Solo tomorrow from 1 to 3. Han Solo for now, at least. Alan, have a great holiday, my friend. We'll talk soon. Larry, all the best. All right, take care. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.